Welcome to your homework video for the uh, sermon, How to Stop Sinning and Live Free or Live in Freedom. You know, anything that you hear or read in relation to scripture, any kind of sermon, any word that you get that you're not actively seeking to put into practice, you'll lose it. It'll just be an idea, you know, that the growth of the word won't uh, settle into your heart. It'll, it'll be in your mind and in your head, and you can think about it and agree with it and like it and appreciate it and think that you're believing it, but not actually seeking to put it into practice. And that's what I want to do with these videos is, is just help you uh, kind of develop an action plan for the Word of God, because it's when we assimilate the Word of God, feed on it, nurture it, allow it to grow its roots into our hearts. That's when the real transformation comes, because you're already complete in Christ and your spirit, you're perfect, you're holy. You're heaven ready, uh, but you need to renew your mind in this earth to experience the salvation that you've been given. You're an heir of God, but you need to access that inheritance. So this week we're talking about the idea of living free from sin. Uh, very controversial topic, unfortunately, within the body of Christ to say that you are no longer a sinner by nature. Of course, people will hear, well, sounds like you're saying it's okay to sin. Nope. Go read Romans 6. And then some people will say, well, but I still want to sin. Read Romans 7. And I, I actually cover Romans 7 into Romans 8. You know, Paul's kind of using a teaching method to illustrate the idea of what it's like to still try to live under the law and still be under the power of sin. And what we need to do is realize that we are in the spirit that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is active in us and we are free from the law of sin and death. Now, you still have this flesh body, which is not inherently evil. It's just this body. You yield it to um, lust and uh, a desire for sin, which comes in your observation and in your thinking. If you entertain that, your body, your physicality is going to crave uh, lust and sin. But if you yield it to righteousness, your body will uh, crave that as well. So, <clears throat> you know, your body's kind of this innocent bystander, I'll say. I know that makes some people nervous, but it's true. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. So what that does is it puts you in this place of, uh, like we see in, in Romans 6, 14, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. And I always feel like I have to redefine what grace is. Grace is not mercy. Mercy and grace are two different things. Mercy, you know, you could say it this way. Mercy is what you need after sin. But grace is what you can feed on and be strengthened by before sin. Whether it, you know, I, I guess we should define sin. sin. Sin is anything that's not of faith. <laughs> you know, so it's a very broad category. If you wonder, if you're wondering if you sin, let me just tell you, you do probably all day, every day, because not everything that you do is of faith. That's what Jesus did. He, he taught to the level of the heart, to the level of obedience from the heart, to the level of spiritual perfection and righteousness. And praise God. And I, and I go into this a lot in the video. I don't want to reteach all that in terms of understanding the law and how we're free from it. And that doesn't mean you're free to sin, but you're actually free from the power of sin, as it says in Romans 6, 14. So I make the point in there that Jesus came to set the captives free and to release the prisoners. And we make the distinction that a captive is someone that has been taken into captivity. 
In other words, maybe you've been victimized or an injustice has happened to you. you. You've been taken captive by maybe a sin that happened to you, or maybe you were raised in a particular way and it's, it's an ingrained in you to behave that way. And so you're repeating, you're repeating the abuses that happened to you. You're held captive by this sin. Uh, and, but the prisoner is someone who's incarcerated due to their own actions. And so Jesus came to set the captives and the prisoners free. And what that translates to is that Jesus has come to set you free from sin in two ways. He's come to set you free from the sin that has happened to you and uh, the sin that you do. So if you're held captive by anything, if you're held captive by an injustice or an abuse or a trauma or PTSD as it relates to just living with a controller or abuser or you know, whatever the scenario might be, if sin is, if somebody else's sin is affecting you, and I'm going to go into forgiveness in the, in the next message, but we're talking about the idea of living free from the power of sin, because the law of the spirit of life, if we, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is active in us, not the law of sin and death. Again, there's a lot to teach on that. Go back and watch the sermon. I, 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 I talk about that a lot in there. But for your homework, for your practical application, I wanted to look at, um, uh, let's see, Romans 5.20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace much more. And that's the concept. And of course, that's talking about the idea of, you know, uh, the strength of sin is the law the law is perfect. The law is holy. If you engage the law properly, what it should do is it should condemn you. Uh, if you're trying to live under the law, you should feel condemned. You should feel full of guilt, feeling like you need to make a sacrifice. But to come into the new covenant and live in your inheritance in Christ, you recognize Christ is your sacrifice. He is your atonement for sin. His blood not only cleanses your identity, your spirit makes you a inhabit an inhabitable place for the spirit of God, but he cleanses your conscience so that you're not living riddled with guilt. Guilt and shame is a byproduct of the law being held against you. And so, you know, what, what, what you want to do is you want to reset your identity to righteousness, and then you can have a clear conscience reset to a righteous conscience, which that conscience is that inner voice that guides you, that, that allows or disallows behavior or allows you to run the pity party track or to encourage yourself and lift yourself up track, you know, the consciousness. So the conscience and the uh, identity both need to be reset to righteousness and get rid of guilt and shame. And then you're at that place where you can live filled with the spirit or under the power of the spirit that is within you which is that law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus actively working through you because where there's an opportunity for sin, there's much more opportunity to choose grace. And so grace is power. Grace is this transformative um, spiritual nutrient emanating out of Christ in your inner man that strengthens you. Look what grace does, Titus 2.11. For the grace of God appeared, bringing salvation to all. We're saved by grace through faith. We know that. Um, 
And then, so what, so grace is also, this is Titus 2, 12, uh, the grace of God has appeared instructing us to deny godliness and worldly desires, uh, to live sensibly, righteously, and in a godly manner in this present age. So grace teaches you to deny ungodliness and to deny worldly desires. But grace, you know, so victory under grace is not just denial of the opportunity for sin. It's when you don't even desire it anymore. You know, he says that here to deny worldly desires. There, There is that element of quieting the physical desires that tend, that can lead towards sin. But there's also the nurturing of righteous desires, the nurturing of the desire to glorify and honor God, uh, nurturing the desire to walk in his power and be a witness, which is under the power of the spirit. So the homework is this. When you have the opportunity to fall into the trap of sin, whether it be... Um, you know, feel anxious or depressed, which I hate to break it, but that is sinful. Uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Feeling anxious, let me let me phrase it this way, feeling anxious and depressed is not of faith. Faith does not lead to anxiousness and depression. Faith leads to peace and joy. So I'm not saying you're a bad person and that you don't have any faith if you struggle with depression and anxiety. But when the opportunity to uh, entertain those emotions because of the hormones that get released, because of the way that you think, when that opportunity comes, remember, there's much more grace available. Grace being the power of God to lean into the righteousness that is within you, which leads to joy. And then the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. And uh, in, in the message I, I read in Isaiah um, 61 about Jesus, about the Lord giving us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That is a homework assignment. So when you're feeling heavy, you have to dip into that river of life that is within you, the spirit of the living God on the inside of you, and be filled with the spirit or put on the garment of praise. And it's not that you're begging God and asking God to send down his spirit to anoint you afresh or fill you again or any of that kind of stuff. You have the spirit of God on the inside of you. You have the opportunity to fall into sin. And, you know, it's not just emotional sin, but watching something that you're not supposed to watch, sexual immorality and desire and the decisions that we make. Maybe maybe you work at a job where it's super easy, where everybody's stealing something. You know, I was talking to somebody that has a family relative and their job is um, in a big box store to uh, deal deal with uh, theft amongst the employees. So th- this guy, he's, he's ex-military, uh, special investigator, and, and all he does is deal with cases of people that steal from this particular company that are employees, you know, it's crazy. Uh, but maybe you have a job like that and it's easy to steal. Uh, I, I did that as a kid, stole from my own family business, like a idiot. Um, so I, you know, all these little opportunities for sin. Um, anyway, I'm not going to belabor sin, but the homework assignment being, uh, 
reach in, almost like there's a ladle that you have, a big dipping spoon. You reach in and you get a big heaping scoop of the Holy Spirit and you lift it out and you pour it over yourself. You put on that garment of praise. You lean into sin. You recognize, okay, this is something. And, and so if you, if you really want to take this seriously, if you really want to get set free and experience transformation, do this. Sit down. You can either write it down and identify the sins that you struggle with, that sin that so easily besets you, whether it be emotional or physical action or whatever it might be. Identify it and just you know make the determination in your heart, I want to be free from this. And the reality is the way to be free is to live under the power of grace. And there is much more, much more, say it with me, much more opportunity to live under the power of grace than there is to give in to sin. But you have to choose it. You have to put on that garment. You have to put on the spirit. You have to renew your mind. You have to get a hold of your emotions. You have to bring those thoughts captive that are warring against you your thoughts and the enemy's thoughts. When your, when your thoughts uh, aren't in harmony with what the enemy might reinforce, then the enemy's lies have no power in your life. Super easy to get set free from the lies of the enemy. Uh, just believe the truth. Quit entertaining. Qu quit being receptive. Uh, 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 quit, quit entertaining the lie within. That's, that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic really, but Working from this concept that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So identify the behavior, the thought processes, whatever they might be, and just make the decision, I want to be free from this. Step one, admit that you have a problem. <laughs> I want to be free from this. And you might think, okay, I've tried. I've tried. I've asked God. I've prayed. God's not going to send another Holy Spirit to finally set you free. He's given you everything that you need, everything that pertains unto life and godliness. He's already given you. It is the power of his spirit that lives on the inside of you. And you have to stir it up. If you, if you pray in tongues, that is one great way to prime your heart to receive grace, to live a different way. And it's not contrary to your nature because you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Grace wants to empower you. Your inner man wants to live according to its nature, the righteousness of God in Christ. Your inner man wants to bear the fruit of holiness that the Holy Spirit has done on the inside of you. So you, you, you have to own the idea, I want to be free from this, step one. Number two, I need help. I need help from this. But the help is not God doing it. The help is you getting a hold of your thoughts, getting a hold of your mind, being willing to get a hold of your emotions, rein yourself in, and put on grace. Now, this is the part that nobody can teach you, only the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can teach you how to feed on or drink in grace, how to put on the spirit to be filled with the spirit. So many people are waiting to be filled with the spirit. And it's like, no, it's, it's on the inside of you. You have to spread those wings. You have to be willing to take the responsibility to put on that, which is within.
So especially when there's the opportunity for sin. So when the opportunity for sin comes, recognize I want to be free from this. I'm not waiting for God to do it for me. He's already given me that which I need. The spirit is in me. I'm going to and and if you have a if you're a visual person, you you imagine yourself maybe putting on like a protective armor from sin, your heart being wrapped, something, you know, you you being cleansed of the desire even in the moment. That's where confession comes in. Confession is not to get God to forgive you, but to cleanse your conscience. You can just tell God in the moment, man, I'm just tempted. I don't, I'm feeling it. Here it comes. I I didn't mean for this video to go this long, but I'm just thinking about temptation and and some of the things that really work. Uh, You can get specific with it. You, You can, once you identify the type of sin that you want to be set free from, there's times of the day that you're more apt to engage in that sin. Think about it. When do you do it? Is it late afternoon? Is it morning? Is it evening? Middle of the night? Is it when you're around this kind of person? Is it when you're in this environment? Is it when you eat this? Is it when you drink that? Is it when you think that? Recognize, good, kind of do an audit and recognize and, and take some action. Put some bumpers in place. Put some speed bumps in place to slow yourself down. Uh, uh, you know, the, the greatest way to avoid sin is to avoid the opportunity of sin. But if it's one of those inner things that you're dealing with, you need you need to actively put on grace. So when you shut this video off, take the time to see yourself making a different choice than the one that you typically make and take the time to meditate. In fact, let's just do that just for a second. If you, if you want to walk through this with me, just identify the thing that you want to be free from. And if there's guilt and shame associated with it, you, you know, there, you just have to put all, you have to be willing to put out that, put it off, send it away as much as you possibly can till you recognize grace is available. Grace, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free from the law of sin and death. What feels like a part of my nature, what feels like I can't avoid, it's just a feeling, it's just an emotion, it's just a thought, it's not who I am. I am not this sin. I am an heir of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am powerful through the Spirit. In this moment, I am choosing to be filled with the Spirit because there's much more grace, power from God available than the opportunity to go ahead and engage into this sinful behavior or thought process or feeling. I take a deep breath. So let your whole body relax. I choose grace. I choose the spirit. The spirit of life is in me. Giving me righteous strength. Transforming my thinking. I don't even desire. You know, so in, so in this process, you, you let the emotions associated with the desire run its course so that you get to a place of peace and then you can allow joy 
to be what you entertain rather than fear, anxiety, lust, anger. You entertain joy, peace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I trust you. I know that you're for me. You're not against me. You're not condemning me. You're trying to help me. Teach me how to yield to grace in these moments. Teach me how to be filled with the Spirit, moment by moment, until transformation takes place and my desires are changed and transformation takes root and God is glorified. I truly am free. We kind of ran through that quick. I hope that that's helpful for you. So go put that into practice. Make some comments below. Let me know. I will put a link uh, to the um, original video, but it's on our Forward Church uh, YouTube channel, which you can go to uh, and watch all the previous messages. I, I don't have these homework and practical application videos for most of our messages, really. It's kind of a new thing that I'm doing, but I'm going to uh, make some time and, and, and make one for each sermon that we have. Um, I love to teach and preach and get, once I get going, I get talking and I'm, and I know I put too much in the beginning. I'll, I'll try to get to the homework faster, but I think it's good to recap. Some of you aren't going to take the time to go back and watch the full video. So, uh, if you find it helpful, share it with people, do the exercises. Let me, let me know, um, you know, d d like actually do this, you know, I mean, the, the possibility for transformation is real. You can change. You can be free from the things that have been done to you and the things that you do. The captives and the prisoners live in the freedom. All right. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Share, stay connected with us. Uh, we're, we're really trying to map out a clear path of discipleship for people that engage with our ministry online. Um, there'll be a link in the description also too, of how you can get on our email list and get our newsletters and, and all that good stuff. So I hope this is helpful for you. Thanks for watching. Be blessed guys.